Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Vondal, along with my co-host, Adam Elga. Three-month drought is over. It's over. And my other co-host, Chad Patterson. Don't call it a comeback. Holy echo. (laughs) We won't. We won't. Uh, we got a lot going on since our last podcast. It's been three months, I think we just said. Three months since the last podcast. I think we, yeah, I think we did a pre-draft episode. And normally, like, the NFL draft is, like, top three days. Yeah. Absolutely. And a post-draft reaction should have been should have been done. I think I blame Fortnite. It's taken up a lot of my free time. Mm-hmm. Chad, I think, can, can attest. When I come home, I when I'm done eating and kind of winding down, I just want to hop on Fortnite. Yeah, me yeah, too. I can totally relate to that. Um, you know, season five is in full force. Trying to get that Ragnarok skin, you know. I feel you, I feel you. What's the new skin? Uh, it's like a Viking bone crusher guy. It's pretty, it's pretty sick. Pretty jealous. I gotta get back in it. Yeah. Um, so that being said, like we, we haven't been on for a while, so we have a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of news, uh, trades, bets galore. Um, it's going full tilt. Uh, we're going to do a mock draft, some power rankings, some draft predictions, but let's queue it up the only way that it should be queued up. The draft is in eight days. Should I say again? The draft's in eight days. And when you hear this, seven days? Seven days by the uh. time you hear it. Unless you're listening at midnight, which Mahler probably will because he doesn't sleep. But yeah, the draft is right around the corner, and I could not be more excited. This is the best time of the year if you're a Dynasty Fantasy football player. I have picked 44, and I've literally been harder as a rock for the past 60 days. I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> you you could be harder. I could not be more excited. What are, you, what are your best thoughts for the draft? Chad? Uh, I am, you know, it's one of my favorite days of the year as well. Um, I look forward to it all year long. It's been way too long, it feels like, since the last one. Um, but to this this draft setting should be probably the best we've ever had on Mike Rogers' rooftop. Um, it's going to be amazing. Beautiful views. Hopefully the rain holds off and it's a nice night out. I need Eric in a suit. I need the podium. I need everyone walking up to the board, filling out their picks. Um, I need trades. I need, uh, uh, I need, like, I need, I need draft day trades. Oh, you can't tell me. You can't, you, you can't, can't see me, you. Chad, but I, it's every time you said something, my smile got bigger and bigger. <laughs> I need the, I need the war room atmosphere. <laughs> I need it all. And it's in mock interviews that never get posted. Okay. <laughs> it's but because yeah, my computer's from 09. Yeah, that view is going to be awesome. Not to mention, there's probably going to be plenty of attractive females on the roof, probably laying out while we're having the draft. I mean, more than normal, just because there's going to be so many good-looking guys in right. one confined area doing something that females find the most attractive yeah, in absolutely. fantasy football. Right, so right. Uh, if it was already too easy for us to start, it's just going to get even easier on draft day. Yeah, when I proposed to Sam, my opening line was, I'm the commissioner of multiple <laughs> leagues. And wow. she immediately said yes. You didn't even ask, will you? Just, no. yes. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. yes instead of weeping. I can't blame her. <laughs> can't blame her. <laughs> but yes, I, I cannot be more excited for this. So, I guess before we move on to some news and notes, any any thoughts? So, we never did a post-type draft show, like you said. Any, any thoughts on the draft, like... Guys you thought were good value, um, guys you thought went higher than they should have, just oh, any any reaction, any player kind of you want to spark a convo about? I would think the number one across Dynasty would have to be how far guys fell in relative to all the other running backs. I think it was like the sixth or seventh running back taken. Because it felt like we knew, I mean, Barkley going to the Giants was 
not a shock, but they actually did it. Yeah. Two overall took a running back, and then it was kind of just waiting for when will guys get taken. Two others got taken in the first round, more in the second. And, I mean, it probably won't hurt his draft value in our league. But I did see a lot of reaction on Twitter that take draft, you know, ra- like value to heart, like where yeah. you get drafted. It does mean a lot, draft pedigree. So I thought that was pretty surprising. I thought Penny being the second running back was surprising. Um, excuse me. Other than that, I don't know. I thought people landed in uh, sort of a good spots. I think the wide receivers got a little hurt, and I think there is some question marks at running back, but I thought it was a good draft. It was good for, I think, all three of our teams established some needs and got some guys we're looking forward to seeing this year. Yeah, I could not be more excited for the Browns draft outside of pick four, which we will not mention. Um, it was a great draft. Baker Mayfield kind of leading the way for us. Yeah. What do you think Baker gets drafted in our draft? You think like a late third? I actually had a month like in the mid second. Okay. Really? I mean, people need QBs. There are, there are QB needed teams. No, late second. Uh, uh, late second's uh, interesting. Um, yeah. I was thinking more third round. I, I I don't know really what QB needy teams have what picks exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, but, Josh has nineteen. Uh, Josh has nineteen and twenty. Oh no, Josh had nineteen and twenty. He's nineteen now, but I don't think he uses a QB there. No, I had- me neither. I mocked Ducha a QB just because he has Big Ben. He, like, flirts with retirement every year. I just think people may see the value that, like, Wentz and Watson and even, like, maybe Mahomes and other guys maybe we, we don't think QBs are valuable, but maybe we'll start to think, like, getting a young, good quarterback kind of sets you up for the next 8 to 10 years, and you don't have to think about that position ever again. Even if you have an established one now, it, I don't know. I mean, most people don't run two QBs. I do, but I don't think it hurts to just keep on your bench for a year or two. Maybe if you're not going to start him every week or yeah. kind of play the matchup game. So, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, our QB values have been all over the place, too. I remember Jameis was an early second, and then you had Wentz and Goff for like late third, early fourth. Mm-hmm. So, we've been all over the board. So, I, I can literally see it going anyway. Where's Mar- where Mariota? I can't remember. <laughs> Mariota was a little bit later. He was like early third, late second. Okay. So still in that range. Because he had that, like, he had the running upside coming out of college, too, so I'm kind of intrigued by that. Right. So I'm surprised Dooch got rid of him. For not a lot. He was going to cut him. Not a lot. It was was the first four-way trade in league history over Fortnite. Yeah, it was. Magical times. Magical times. So so Fortnite, some good for it. Getting trades done. Just, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) It's trade-off. Always good times. Uh, So let's jump into some news and notes Starting with the running backs, I think the most not necessarily I think the most hyped up player in our draft that's a veteran by far is Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, without question, he's going to be a top ten pick. We can safely say top ten. I think probably top five, six, um, where yeah, he def- ends up going. Definitely. But there's been a lot of hype coming out of 49ers camp, where specifically the, I think the last roto update was he could potentially hit 1,500 all-purpose yards, which is crazy. What are your thoughts on that? Um. I don't know if I'm buying into it as much. He had his opportunities sporadically in Minnesota. And up until last year, he didn't really show much. Had a strong end or season for sure when Cook went down. I'm not going to deny him that. But there's been other running backs that have had good six, seven game spurts and aren't necessarily bell cow guys. Especially at a guy that is hit at his size and kind of doesn't play at a bell cow way, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So I'm just curious if he can sustain that for a full season. 
I know we can catch at the backfield, so that's kind of where the 1500 is coming from. Maybe it's like 900, 600, or 88 as far as, or 87 getting there. But he is going to be taken pretty high because he does have a clear role. But I probably would side with some of the rookies over him. I'm, I'm just a little top, like probably eight or nine I'd have him in. But I don't know. I'm, for his ADP, especially in redrafts, I'm probably never going to touch him in any of my redrafts. Chad, what about you? I know you're a Jarrett guy. Well, so I'm, I'm actually uh, kind of with Ad here. Um, 1,500 seems really ambitious. Uh, the 49ers don't have a good O-line. Um, and McKinnon was losing work to Latavius Murray last year. Um, he's one of, the, one of the guys that I'm targeting and looking at mainly only because of the volume opportunity. Um, way over skill. Not to take away from his skill, because I do think he is a good football player. But... Getting your first crack at bell cowing, you're not the, the prototypical running back size. You're going to a place that, um, like the O line isn't that great. Um, you know, so we'll see how they use him. Not to mention Braid is there. They're kind of the same player, um, so we'll see how he fits in, how he eats, he how he eats away the carries. But like I said, it's a volume thing, um, and to pass him up in the first round, I think would definitely be a, a mistake. Just just purely based on the amount of work he's going to get. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am curious how they're going to – because I got Garoppolo. So it's how, you know, is, is, the, is the offense at first going to be very run heavy? I feel like he's ready to be in a passing offense right away. So is it more check down? Is he going to be, you know, wheel routing and just stuff? I'm curious how they're going to use him exactly. I think it's going to be very similar to the Patriots offense. Look at the players they have. They're all the little slot guys that are deceivingly mm-hmm. fast, go run good routes and get open and have the passing down backs out of the back of McKinnon, Breida. Sure. Um, None of them are getting 1,500. No, I, not, yeah, not, not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's going to be close to the, the Pats offense where he's going to a lot of quick throws, a lot of slants, a lot of things like that. I would wager he's more of a low-end RB1, higher RB2 than I think people are expecting him to be like a mid-RB1. Am I? I don't know if that's like true, but I feel like he's being hyped to that level. I mean, if you're at 1500, you're probably going to be up there, yeah. higher no. one. So I'm not exactly buying that. But very, I, I, very polarizing player. I traded for Brita for that reason. I think Brita gets touches, and if Jarrett goes down, then oh. you got Brita as a bigger role. I'm, I'm very happy with that deal for me. Um, Devontae Booker going to be the week one starter. I'm not buying into that. I'm a Royce Freeman guy through and through. And bets with Itzler that Royce Freeman takes out Devontae Booker straight up. Not to mention, D'Angelo Anderson looked good when he actually got playing time last year. I know it was very, very small sample size, but he had a couple of nice runs towards the end of the season. I'm not buying Booker to be the week one starter. What about yourself? Chad, I'll let this to you because in re-listening to one of the episodes, you mm-hmm. I forget who you gave it to, but you gave Freeman and said specifically you're not a Freeman guy. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Freeman guy. His tape, his tape doesn't blow me away. Um, yes, he's one of the most prolific runners in Oregon history, but I think that's only because he had four years of solid starts there. Um, I do think that he is good, and I do think the opportunity for him will come. I think that I, I do buy the Booker uh, starting role because he has been in the league longer. He deserves and has earned the opportunity. Um, but I do think that Freeman will eventually take that role away from him. How far into the season that occurs, I don't know. Um, but 
I think situationally, I, I do like Freeman where he's at because um, the competition, basically. Um, I think that he's honestly better than Booker and Henderson. So it's just a matter of time, I think, for Booker, for uh, for Freeman. I was going to say the exact same thing. I, I do think it, it takes a lot to jump. I wouldn't call him like a veteran, but an RB1 on the team that quickly. I don't think it happens that often unless it's an injury. So I do think just as a starter – yeah, Booker's going to get it week one, but I agree with you. And I and in this bet for who has the better fantasy year, I would take Freeman. Me too. Over Booker. And, and like everything you said, I completely agree with. But we, I don't think being a week one starter necessarily means much. I mean, if if you know Spencer Ware doesn't go down, Hunt wasn't going to be, Kamara wasn't. You know, there's just, I don't even, was Dalvin Cook the week one starter? Did they throw him in right away? Yeah, he was. He got hurt early. But, you know, there's some guys just need a little bit of time to overthrow the, and David Johnson wasn't a week one starter. So, not saying Freeman's David Johnson, but you get my point. It's just, you could be the week one star and not necessarily be uh, you know, better than the rookie behind you. That's fair. I just love a 240-pound back and catch and pretty elusive. All about well, it. We're all on board with you with this bet, so. Love that. Love the support, guys. Thanks. <laughs> um, so now, I'm going to pose this question in a different way. If you were offered $14 million a year <laughs> to do your job, would you say no? If I knew others that I thought were better than me were getting paid more, then I may take even issue you, to even that. Even if you were older? I mean, yeah, I mean, him getting upset over Gurley getting the contract is different. <laughs> so, I mean, for those that don't know, talking about Le'Veon Bell, I think we just threw this in there because while the Le'Veon Bell drama started to occur, I think there was a report that said this could be his last year as a Steeler. Yeah. And he's getting to his last peak years as a player in general. But being in that Steeler offense makes Le'Veon Bell. I'm not saying he can't be productive elsewhere, but it is an interesting. Do you try to sell him at peak value? Do you? I, obviously, it depends on your team situation. But if you have Bell, I, I assume you're always going to be a contender. Do you hold on to him for another elite year? And then I also kind of threw in there like, what's James Conner's value? He was kind of, excuse me, a guy people like coming out. Unfortunately, got drafted behind Bell, but. Bell's up there in age and is definitely worth a stash. So I kind of open-ended question, what would you do if you had Bell, assuming you can get top value, say two or three firsts at least? And if you have Connor or you don't have Connor, are you looking to get him? Or do you think you know, you're, you're, Bell's going to be there for another three years at elite level and there's no point of having him? Eric, can I mean, you go first? Uh, you can go, Jeff. You can set up. Okay. Um, uh, I, I think that you – I think uh, Bell is obviously, you know, a, a top – three top five dynasty asset i think that you hold him if you're a win now team from rogers i'm holding bell indefinitely uh you know like you said he is getting up in age i think he's turning 27 if he's not already 27 the contract demands that he wants are crazy um Gurley sent the bet set the benchmark this week with what he got and um you know the difference between Gurley and bell is it really that different at all is bell even better than Gurley? uh you know so what's the age right right so there's a lot of factors that go into it but if, if i'm rogers i'm holding bell i think his his sell high window is not shutting just yet i think there's at least another year um i, I think that this year is uh a, a really big year for him um if he puts up you know, similar output to what he's been doing over the last couple of years. He said he's saying 2018 is going to be the best year he's ever had. 
So, you know, maybe that window begins at the end of this year. But a lot can happen during a season. I'm holding him. If I can get Connor for cheap, obviously I'm pulling the trigger there um, just to kind of stash him and back him up. Um, A third, late second. Is that fair? That's fair. So that's kind of where I have him. Um, I mean, yeah, so I I think you got to hold him, uh, at least for right now. As a Steeler fan, do you think he's going to be there next year if you had to put money on it? I do. I think something will get done. Okay. Yeah, it pains me to say it. I think something gets done, too. I think at the end of the day, he's not that stupid. Do you agree that Rodgers got to hold him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not not selling Le'Veon right now. I'm buying Connor everywhere. I mean, I'm very biased. He was, like, my favorite player coming out of college last year. So I I was always in love with him the whole nine. Uh, But I'm buying him everywhere. I mean, in our league, I bought him. Well, him and Kittle for pick 14. Um, but in, in other leagues, I bought him for, like, second-round picks, third-round picks. So I'm buying him everywhere, regardless of uh, what you guys think. He's my boy. This next one, we'll just leave. You can just take the, yeah, sure. the comments for this. I uh, I took a shot. Shooter's going to shoot. <laughs> Didn't pan out. Uh, I traded for DeMarco Murray. Um, I thought he might have some sneaky value this year, just for myself to kind of avoid last place is my goal. Maybe he gets 10 to 15 touches a game, does relatively well, because he can catch the ball, too. It's, uh-huh. He's always relatively good at that. Um, and lands somewhere, whether it be Baltimore or the Colts or something where he gets a situation. But unfortunately, he, he turned everything down and decided to retire. Um, <laughs> uh, some may say it was my fault. Um, I think he has a, a career as a broadcaster down the road. He's a very likable guy. Looks like a TV personality. But if you could give me audio of him, I would not know it's DeMarco Murray. I've never heard him talk. He's the man. You know he's good for he's no, he's good for broadcasting. His voice is so you do not know what Demarco Murray sultry, sounds like. Subtle, silky. <laughs> such a liar. Um, I I'm holding him until he's at actually at eliminated the from Yahoo because I could see uh, Yahoo Roto's reported it too, but I could see him coming in like week six if there's an injury happening, someone signing him. Well, you get his rights exactly. So you can't, you shouldn't cut him. That's until what I'm saying. I would out. I would never cut him at this point. I'm holding out hope that he does get signed somewhere down the road and possibly plays a little bit. Um, but I mean we'll see. What are you going to do? Okay. Nothing else to say for me. And last thing on running backs, uh, rumors Nick Chubb could be the week one starter. Over Hyde, over Duke Johnson, over Terrell Watson. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts, Chad? What are you, you going to do if Nick Chubb's lining up against you in the Steelers? Are you, are you running for your life? What's your, what's your, what's your plan there? Um, at, uh, from, okay. from a fantasy perspective, okay. I'm uh, jumping for joy for trading Hyde for pick 10. Um, but I think that Chubb is the the most talented running back out of all of them. So uh, I, I think that he should be the starter. Now, are you worried or any of you worried about that backfield in general? It's very crowded. All of them are talented in their own. They all have their own kind of roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hyde was great last year. Duke was sneaky, really good last year for what his ADP or value would have been. And I, I wasn't... Well, where he's going to be drafted is where I think he should be, but some have him like 102 or 103. I think that's too high, and I wasn't as high on him. I, I like Sony Michelle out of college more than him. But it's just, a you know, people get afraid of crowded receiving cores, and people don't seem to be afraid of taking Chubb. I don't know where he is in redraft. I think that's a little more dicey. But I don't know. if it, I haven't heard anything from the camp yet. I would imagine Hyde – Duke's not going to be starting. That's just not his role. So I would put money on Hyde starting, just not not to rush the rookie into it. I mean, he still, it like had that big injury. I know he didn't. I know he played through it and 
his last year before he entered the draft, but I still think he lost a little bit from it. And maybe they don't want to, you know, throw him in there right away, kind of limit his carries, see how he does with them, and then give him the full Bill Cow role and he can prove he can take the, you know, the beating of the NFL more than college. Yeah, I mean yeah. Hyde is also uh, super injury prone, so it, it you know Hyde can get true. hurt week one, and Chubb comes in, dominates, and that's his role now. You know that's his job. So. And that's got it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a very interesting back to to monitor. And I think Duke's role, no matter who's starting, is going to be safe. I mean, there is a lot more receiving depth and talent than before, so that could take away from his targets. But I don't think Chubb necessarily took anything away. It was more of a hit to Hyde, so even more. You know, kudos to your trade there. I think the Chubb draft took away from Hyde more than it did for Duke. So, so say you're uh, say you're in a dynasty startup draft. In, in what order do you take those three? Chubb, Duke, Hyde. See, I think I'm Duke, yeah. Chubb, Hyde. What did you say? I think I'm Duke, Chubb, Hyde. In a startup? <clears throat> I think Duke has a lot of value, and his role is the only one that's not changing. Yeah, but you just said he's the most talented. I mean, he's the young, he's younger, and he has the most chance to actually bell cow. I don't know. I think it would be tough for me to, to, to take Chubb over Duke, to be honest. Eric, what's your thoughts? I take I take Chubb over Duke, but I'm I'm not arguing. I'm, I'm not fighting you on that because Tyrod Taylor loves checkdowns. So, so you're talking startup. You would take Duke over Chubb. Would you trade? I mean, Chubb's going to go 106. Would you trade 110 right now for Duke? I wouldn't have heartbeat. Oh, for, oh, yeah, definitely. Really? You yeah, wouldn't value Duke Johnson as high as you guys. I you, love Duke. He was he was an RB one last year. Like an actual. Oh, so RB1. I have one ten. So one. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade him for one ten. That's crazy. Josh wouldn't yeah, give you uh, him for one ten, especially with the way Tyrod plays. I love it. I think is I think he's gonna have a very good year. Were you saying Chad Josh wouldn't even do that? Yeah, no, he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah no, he wouldn't. He's obsessed. He was also obsessed with him coming out. He literally came to me the day of the draft and was like, "I know one player." It's Duke Johnson, and I'm taking it. Josh is very good at accumulating guys that are very, very underappreciated that actually produce, like yeah. Duke, Ted Ginn, Cup. Like, no one wants any share of those guys, and no. Josh is just, I will take it all back. That's why I'm surprised Josh doesn't have Tyreek. That's why Josh loved Tyreek. Every underappreciated but very high performance. Well, ja- Tyreek is a Josh guy. Well, he got, a, like, a good first from didn't he? Wasn't that the trader? No. No, I, I traded Tyreek to Itzler for... Um, Aguilar and pick 14 or 15 or something like that. So, Ed, that means that you would take Bellage over Duke Johnson? I mean, you put it, when you put it like that, I guess it, Duke Johnson would be the pick there, but I just I just see his role. I just think Chubb takes over and just over the years will just limit the upside of Duke Johnson. And I just think Landry, Josh Gordon being there, We'll talk about it. We could talk about it now. Des maybe going there and Joku coming in. I just think he's going to have less of a like targets in general. So maybe I would take Balaj over Duke because I think Balaj can be a bell cow in Miami. But I also overvalue Balaj. You're talking about like carry on other like carry on's kind of similar to Duke Johnson, I think. So maybe I take just the established guy, but I don't know. I I, just, I don't think Duke has kind of had that. He had Crowell for a while. And, you know, that's not a guy I'm, I'm, like, really afraid of taking a lot of looks away from Duke. And it didn't have Landry and Josh Gordon, so. Fair. They can coexist. I'm just, I'm just down a little bit on Duke. Fair it's argument. Fun. I definitely don't think he'll replicate what he did last year. But I still think he has a lot of value. Yeah, I'm thinking running back, too. So let's shift focus to the wide receivers. 
Julian Edelman suspended four games. That was so long ago. I know. So long ago. There wasn't that much, like... Uh, so, Chad, I was telling this to Eric. Like, you see a lot of, like, we've talked about it three times already, about, like, potential camp overseeding. Like, has a wide receiver one ever gotten, like, an established wide receiver one ever gotten overthrown in camp? Like, it just, like, I feel like it never happens where a younger... Like, like Corey Davis obviously came into a situation where there's no wide receiver one. Yeah. But, like, there's so much less... It's like guys coming into, like, a wide receiver three role, or maybe the two, or, like, they're the main slot guy. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there's just so much less buzz on rookie wide receivers being, like, the guy on their team. I think, like, Michael Thomas uh, might have broke that mold. Stephon Diggs. Those are the only recent ones I'm thinking of. That's mm-hmm. why I can't really think of anybody else. Because I'm scrolling through, and it's just, like, so-and-so, you know, could be the wide receiver three, or whatever. Like, there was such little, like... Even between, like, good one and twos, it's not yeah. like feeling could overtake Diggs as the... Like, that never, like, happens. It's like, well, there's... The competition's just different, because I guess because they can coexist yeah. together in the same play, so it's just not as much competition. But, yeah, not as much fun wide receiver news to talk about. But, Chad, this is your guy on your bench now. Yeah, uh, it, it's sad. It I thought sad. that there was a chance he might he might win his appeal. Um, one, because he's a Patriot. And, and, <laughs> and two, because... You know they suspended him for a substance that they couldn't identify. You know it wasn't it wasn't a substance that they knew of. It didn't, they didn't know what it was. So um, you know that's that was his argument going into the appeals session, whatever you call it. Um, he didn't he didn't win obviously. Um, it's a bummer. He was going to be a really good flex guy for me. Um, my wide receiver four, which I was really happy to have him. Um, Brady's favorite target. Um, you got back. I, I'll get him back, yeah, but it's just, uh, you know, it kind of sucks for the first first four weeks. It would have been a solid lineup to have him in there. Um, Definitely. But, you know, he's getting older. Um, he's in his 30s. Uh, does he have more left after this year? I don't know. You know, so maybe I only have him for 12 games. Um, I don't know how much left he has in the tank. We'll see. Hopefully he sticks around for another couple years. Um, but... You know, all in all, I guess it's not the worst case scenario, but you know, I obviously wish it didn't happen. So let me let me pose the question: If you had to buy someone a wide receiver on their roster other than Hogan in in this replacement period, who are you going with? Literally, I was going to transition to how gross this wide receiver core is. Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> it, like I was literally pulling up because I remember I, I, to answer your question, I don't know. It's, you got Dorsett, you got Malcolm Mitchell, you it's have like, yeah. Braxton Mitchell Barrios, just had knee surgery. You might have missed a season. Jesus. Jordan Matthews. Jo- I forgot about Jordan Matthews. That's who I'm buying. Kenny, Kenny, That's my Kenny Britt. Oh, no, yeah. like, Kenny Britt's going to get cut. I feel um, like this is like a crop of like guys take flyers on for the last like four years. Like he, this is, That's what they did. Yeah. They're just all high, like first-round picks, best in a couple of years. Would, so who are, you, who are you taking if you had to take a guess on one? Probably Matthews. I think yeah, I can I get... I don't think I can probably. Uh, I don't know. You think Matthews probably? I can get cheaper than Edelman probably, right? What do you mean? No, you have not, not in our league. In real life, yeah. Um, not Rob is just not going to trade him for anything reasonable. So uh, he's saying with these four games, who are you targeting besides Chris Hogan? Oh yeah. Oh, it's got to be Jordan Matthews. It's gross. I want to be different. Say Philip Dorsett now. My oh boy, he's coming back. No Gross and get fucking peppered. Him and Hogan are going to go off. <laughs> yeah. Nick has both of them. Nick traded for Hogan, like, what, a day or two before this news came yeah, out? Like, was randomly, it was like, I don't even know if it was a throw-in, but it was, I don't think he was targeting Hogan. No, I gave Nick Hogan uh, last year. 
Oh, did you? Yeah, I was in the karaoke room that we were all in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that the video where that girl was just sleeping? Um, I don't know. It was one night that we just went out, and Eric paid for karaoke for everyone. And, like, his new co-workers. Oh, that was with my co-workers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a fun time. That was, like, when you were just leaving, right? Pretty yeah. Soon? Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Maybe do that again. Yeah. Allen, wide receiver one, Hearns. I don't know if I'm buying that. So, I... Yeah, as, you're the Cowboys, absolutely. Yeah, well, well, to my point where you don't see a lot of, uh, you know, wide, rookie wide receivers making a push, this is a situation where... There could, there could be that competition for who gets the major target share. And it is interesting because I think both Gallup and Hearns could be picked either interchangeably or around the same spot in our rookie draft. It's just, we, I mean, Hearns has had a 1,000-yard season, I think, two years ago. Um, but Gallup had kind of, you know, has the rookie hype. It's interesting. I think he's worth a late first, early second, because someone's going to be at least a, a, a high mid-wide receiver, too. Which is startable every single week. So it's just who you think you're going to pick. I, I would lean to picking Hearns because he's been in the league for four or five years. We'll probably pick up the playbook easier than Gallup will or Beasley or T15. So hopefully him and Dak have a good rapport. I'm, I'm not, you know, in love with how the offense is going to look this year. But, you know, a lot of Zeke and maybe Hearns and <clears throat> Gallup surprised me. But I think... 14 to 18, both these guys go. Yeah. I, I, in my, I told you I did the mock today where it deleted on me. I had Hearns go 16, Gallup go 17. Right. Literally back to back. Will that be Chad at 17? So, so here's this scenario. You're, you're Josh, you have pick 14. You're a Cowboys fan and you need a wide receiver. Who are you taking, Hearns or Gallup? Well, I'm, let's call him up. I, he doesn't like picking Cowboys. That's the one. I mean, he has Zeke, but I couldn't. I remember I tried training Dez like years ago, and he's like, "No, I don't want another." Maybe it was another. No, it wasn't like I don't want any Cowboy because then it's like, yeah. Then like, say they pass the win, and he's like, "Yay, fuck!" Like, why don't you throw it to Dez? Yeah. And I was always, I was kind of like that too. Like, obviously, I'm happy they score in any fashion, but a little bit it was like, man, you could have thrown it to Dez. You could have thrown it to Cole Beasley. Like, so maybe that's why he didn't want him. But uh, I guess uh, I think I'm gonna pick Hearns. Chad? I think I'm with you on Hearns. I, I agree with your fact that, uh, you know, Hearns is a veteran per se and Gallup's a rookie. So I think the fact that Hearns has more experience gives him the edge. And then, I didn't have it written down, but we mentioned his name a couple times and it just happened today or last couple of days. Dez, maybe by the time this comes out, to the Browns. Let's go. Bring Eric. him home. Bring him home. I would love it. Okay, Chad, I, I want you. So I'm the Dez fan, Eric's the Browns fan. What do you think about it, Chad? Uh, feel, uh, feels bad being a Jarvis owner. Um, but, you know, I think that, that wide receiver core is already crowded. Why do they need Dez Bryant? You have, you know, there's obviously rumors of Coleman getting traded, but you have Callaway who's, you know, showing flashes in training camp. You sign Jarvis Landry with this huge contract. You're obviously going to use him. You have Gordon, who's a dominant wide receiver one. Why do you need more weapons in the wide receiver core? They're pulling a Patriots right now, and it's, it's annoying. But this is as a, this is as a frustrated Jarvis fan. When you've had years of Greg Little and Vince Mayo and Ricardo Lewis, you take every single thing you can get and just hoard them and just let me have this. Just let me, <laughs> let me have this. <laughs> so, 
I'll let you go after this, Eric, but this is like the one point I made in our chat. It seems the timing of this is a little suspicious to me, even though reports are saying nothing's wrong, that Josh Gordon checks himself back. Like, he's just going in for get his head straight, talk to the doctor, make sure, which is all great. But there was speculation that maybe he'd have to miss a few games if he was if his anxiety was catching up with them, or he really, like, you know, maybe not relapsing with substance, but relapsing with being able to cope without a yeah. substance. You know what I mean? And maybe this is a little bit of Gordon insurance in case he slips up or in case they need to hold, hold him out a couple of games. Do you think there's any coincidence to this news coming out with the Gordon news that came out? Absolutely. Um, and, and I don't even mind that. Like, I, I get it. I know everyone loves Josh. I would be very happy if Josh plays for me, but I was at the point where I already moved past him with him off the team. So in that case where we have Dez, you have a very big body chain mover receiver in Dez. He could still do it. You have Jarvis Landry running awesome routes in the slot. Then you have Antonio Callaway or Corey Coleman running deep where the Josh Gordon would have done. Mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with that. Njoku can also patrol the middle. I think we're still a formidable offense with or without Josh. Chad? Um, I, I, tend to, I tend to agree with that, to be honest. Um, do I think the, the timing is a little weird? Yeah, but I'm trying not to read into it too much. Um, as Mueller has stated 42 billion times, nothing is wrong with Josh Gordon. So, I think I think Josh Gordon's going to be back. I think it's all going to be fine. Um, I'm predicting that Dez doesn't even sign there. Okay. I mean, he just went on a Twitter rampage. He's still tweeting. About what? Like, I didn't see it. You didn't see where all the group chat? No, So no, Stephen no. Jones came out. I, I don't even know how it even came up, but Stephen Jones was being like, you know, Dak is really focused this year. It's going to be good that he hasn't had Dez in his ear. And I think he's going to make, you know, we're going to see more of the first year from him. And I guess Dez was just on his couch like, the fuck? Like, why, why is my name in your mouth? Went at him. Went at, called him Snake Lee, Sean Lakes. I guess he was behind him getting removed, responding to all these people, pro and like, you know, people that like, go, Des, go. He's responding like, thanks, man. People that are like, you sound salty. He's like, I'm just being me. I, you know, I didn't ask to get called out. Like, he's been tweeting for a good hour or more. That's crazy. And people calling out Jerry, but, you know, saying like, Dak and Zeke, they're my dudes. They're always stand by me. You know, just. It's crazy. Which is like, Des, why do you hate white women? Who says that? I agree with her. Des just, Des responded to everybody. I actually asked him if I had permission to, to talk to him about him on the podcast, but he didn't respond. <laughs> but here we are doing that regardless. But I, as, as weird as the timing was for them to talk about Des with the Josh thing, I mean, this rumor comes out that he can finally get a job, and then Des and just then goes he just does that. He can't outrageous do that. on Twitter calling out the organization and other players. So it's just, I hope he signs because Hard Knocks is going to be awesome. It will be probably the best. Oh, yeah, it'll be great. Not to mention Tyrod and Baker Mayfield are having, like, little trailer park. Like, you didn't see that? They, like, rented their own trailer park so they can have, like, a QB exclusive club where they can hang out with each other. Oh, no, that's so funny. Yeah. I cannot wait for Hard Knocks. I I was against it fully. Now it's getting closer and football's back. I'm kind of like fully. How could you hate Hard Knocks, dude? Being like such a big football fan, Hard Knocks is awesome. No, I I wasn't even necessarily against Hard Knocks. I was against the Browns on Hard Knocks. No, you hated hated Hard Knocks, dude. You wouldn't watch it. I just never watched it out of principle. 
Um, I don't think anyone really wants their team on hard knocks. Yeah, I didn't want the Browns on hard knocks. And I picked the, the worst season to watch first. The Rams one was terrible with Jeff Fisher. Just the worst coach to yeah. be on that show. The Falcons one was lit. Yeah, I didn't watch that one either. It was when, like, Freeman was a RB. It was when, like, a Freeman was a backup. It was, it was kind of interesting. Who was the starter at that point? I don't even remember. Um, who was it? I can't remember I'll either. I'll look it up after, but that's, uh, that's an interesting one. Was it Steven Jackson? Is it my quarterback? No, 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 running back. Steven Jackson uh, was there for a little bit. I can't a, remember. A little come to me later. Um, so let's move on to trades and bets because we have a lot. Um, let's talk about the first overseas trade that we've had as a unit. Huge trade. Enormous trade. Four teams in the middle of the Netherlands. And Wild. First proposed at the Neptunus game. Greg wasn't even involved yet. A very fair three-way trade was originally proposed by Ridge that involved Nick and maybe... Actually, no, it was on the bus, so Greg was involved. Yep. So basically, there was a four-way trade. Eric Ridge, Greg, and Nick... Main pieces involving Mike Evans, arguably top 10 dynasty asset, and pick 102, a soon-to-be Darius Geist, highly coveted running back. Um, there was also Marshawn Lynch involved, C.J. Anderson, a couple other picks. So I guess if you want to break it down from, like I guess, the most minimal and then kind of go up to where it mattered. I was just going to go in order of what we have. So the, the four parties, like I said, were myself, Riggio, Greg, and Famulari. So Famulari starts off by getting Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Anderson, pick 102. Then we have Greg Muller getting Chad's 19 first. We have Riggio getting Mike Evans. Then we have myself getting my own 2020 second back and Insler's 19 fifth. I'm so upset that Greg got a first for Marshawn. So yeah, so if we break it down by the smallest, you traded C.J. Anderson for a second and a fifth. A second and a fifth, correct. In, in a bubble, very fair. Yeah, I think C.J. Anderson's going to get some good role. I don't think McCaffrey can bell cow. No. And he's um, still only 28 years old, 27 years old. So he's still got at least two years of production. Yeah, and he's been kind of on our – the episode I re-listened to, we kind of had him pegged at a, at a late second. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, think, I think that's fair. And then Greg getting a first for Lynch. It was devastating. He just came in at the right time. You That's know, what he does. He's he a snake. He's very patient. He's pushy and patient at the same time. Because it wasn't even like... So, Chad, the way it unfolded was, like, we knew Ridge had to give up two firsts in order to get Evans. And Nick really wanted, like, extra throw in running backs because he needs a running back. So he got Anderson, but he really wanted Lynch. That's going to be... He's already starting him. So it was already, like, they both... Like, Nick was fine, like, and he didn't care what Greg was going to do as long as he got Lynch... 102 and cj anderson so then like him and greg and ridge are deliberating forever and eventually ridge just gives him a first to throw in because greg convinced them that giving up 102 and a first is well worth evans and he's he's right but that first happened to go directly to greg so the big i like as far as value greg won the value blew it up for getting a good first for lynch a good Chad, first. Thoughts, thoughts so far on the two minor parts of the deal. You say a good first? Well, it's a first, but it... <laughs> an elite. <laughs> At least one on one. 
No, I know. I mean, I agree with you. I think that, you know, Greg definitely made out like a bandit here because Lynch is not worth the first in my eyes. Um, I think that, I think that Nick also made out here. I think 102 and then two possible RB1s for Mike Evans is a steal for Mike Evans, to be honest. Um, and then, so I, I do think it's pretty much fair all around. I think that the shorter end of the straw is probably Ridge. I wouldn't give up what he gave up from Evans, to be to be honest. Um, but I do think it is all around pretty fair. Besides, and, and I guess maybe not. Besides the uh, Gray getting a first for Lynch, too. Mm-hmm. But shockingly fair trade for four teams with big pieces involved. Definitely. I slightly will slightly disagree with you. I'm not a big Evans fan, and I haven't been as far as where I think he's ranked amongst other wide receivers and just players in general for his ADP. I'm not either. That's what uh, I was trying to say. Yeah, but I think 102 and a, and a first is welfare for He's given, around, around one startup pick. Given his age, his production, with arguably a pretty erratic quarterback, and he's not going to have him, I guess, for four games, but we'll see what happens. But I, I don't know. I think he does get an, an insane amount of targets, which helps to his production. and get, it's I don't know. But I don't think he overpaid. I don't really think Nick got a steal. And I honestly think in a year from now, and I mentioned this, and we can somewhat segue to the Nick and Rob trade, if we can skip mine, that Nick could end up giving Evans away for maybe one running back that's relevant next year or two. So, so seven and eight. So, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll segue into – so Nick gets 102. So all in all, that was a very fair trade, huge trade. Riccio gets Evans. He desperately needed another wide receiver to pair up with Corey Davis because his running backs are going to be stupid loaded after this draft class. So I think Riccio set up really well with with Ingram, yeah, Wilson. Now and he's got Bar- he's going to get Barkley, Fournette, Corey Davis, Mike Evans. And he's got a lot of good young players. So Nick takes the 102, packages it with Corey Coleman, and trades it to Rob for picks seven, eight, and Deontay Foreman. And not to spoil anything, but I think we're going to have around 7 and 8 to beat Chubb and Rojo, give or take anything that moves. So my point was Nick gave up Evans for the, these five running backs, and we assumed the draft pick. Chubb, Rojo, C.J. Anderson, Lynch, and Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman may never have a role if he never fully recovers yeah, from play. injury. Yeah. Lynch may have one year left. Anderson may have one relevant year left. And then you're banking on two rookies, one of them to pan out. And you gave up a, like you said, a first-round startup player. It could end up being a – he may need it this year to make the best. That's what I'm saying. I think if he wins, it's worth if it. If he wins, it's, I mean, if you win, anything's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Everything's worth it if you win. But if he doesn't win and those running backs, like and Rojo doesn't pan out and they draft another running back, and only Chubb comes out to be a solid running back, it's a pretty bad trade. So that, once, like, I think once he got, once he traded out, and I get he wants to accumulate more running backs to give himself depth behind Deontay, uh, uh, Devontae Freeman, but I think he should just stuck with 102, got guys who I think is a really talented running back, and I think more of a short thing than these five running backs are even given one or two years from now. Am I overreacting or no? No, your your point's fair. I just think he was nervous from last year. We got hit with it. He could have won last year. Got hit with injuries towards the end, and then I think he wanted all of that. He wanted to take more shots, so he has more of an opportunity. Exactly, more depth. Um, 
I think that was the main driver behind it. And to be honest with him, in, in his eyes, I'm sure Carry On and Rojo are not that much far behind guys. And to be fair, and I'll kind of backtrack on what I was saying, he has tons of wide receivers. Exactly. That's that's what makes. So it giving better. up Evans to get a chance to win is obviously worth it when you have Hopkins yeah. and Gordon and all these other guys. But just as like in a in a bubble for Evans, where people think he's a top ten startup, he may not get anywhere near the return. Yeah, Chad. No, I think I think I think Ad nailed it right on the head. Um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't do 102 for 107 and 108. So you know, I would rather have guys as well. I think guys. Um, I mean, you just look at his tape. His I think his ceiling is very high. I think he's going to a team that um, lacks a little bit on the offensive line, but you know, he's one of those guys that uh, can make people miss and uh, take it to the house. So. Um, like Eric said, it's all going to depend on if he hits on any one of those running backs. Um, you know, he's getting rentals with Lynch and Anderson, but at seven and eight, I think the odds are probably in his favor that we'll, at least one will hit. So I think it'll be worth it for him. But I, I do agree with everything Ad is saying here. I also want to defend CJ. I think he plays a little bit longer. I, I kind of like the CJ McCaffrey mix because neither of them will be overused at that point. I'm not arguing on value. I'm arguing giving up Evans for these guys. Yeah. And how much value? Do, you know, what are you replacing Evans with? And granted, seven and eight could hit like Kareem Hunt and Kamara. Deontay Foreman could fully heal and take over, and you can have three RB ones. So it's. I'm not saying right now it's a bad trade, but we could look at this, and he could look at this in a year. And be like, why the hell did I give up Evans for all these like mediocre running backs? Yeah. So we'll see. And for Rob, I get it. He has a ton of picks late in the draft. I don't think he wanted to take a shot on seven, eight, nine. Package two, get a guy, not unbustable, but a guy. If you love yeah. guys, it's well worth it when you still have nine, eleven, fourteen, fifteen, eighteen. Like, he has so many picks. So I thought it was a pretty good move for Rob to try to get a, uh, a guy you can plug in immediately in his lineup. And if Corey Coleman gets traded and goes to a better situation, you never know what happens with him. Yeah, and I think he gave up. I traded him to Alte Foreman, and I, you know, it seems like the injury is still nagging at him, which which sucks. But I don't at think least he's still young. I still think for both sides, I think it was fair. Another fair trade. Yeah, involving absolutely. The Agreed. Parts. Agreed. So. All in all, you know, a lot of activity. And usually these are more one-sided, I think, that we do. And so far, these are two for two. Um, even, I guess we can go to my trade, and I'll see how you guys think of it. Although I think I already know yeah. how you guys feel about it. But you want me to give the details? Yeah. So, in a big news, and I kind of tease this to my dad, so we'll see if he's actually listening. <laughs> I traded Julio Jones, which was, I was, like, sick nervous. Like, you know, like that gut? <laughs> yeah, like, when yeah. you're so nervous, it's like a good nervous, but I was, like, getting sick, and I could not concentrate on anything in work trying to decide if I wanted to pull the trigger on yeah. this. He came at me very aggressive, and the offer got better and better. I consulted multiple people. Chad ended up being the third person I talked to, kind of deciding for me if I... It, so anyway, so I got Kojak's first next year. Should be at least a top three. Tiz's first next year could range from late to mid to, to early, given our division. And either Itzler or Chad's 2020. Teams change a lot in two years. Those yep. both could be late. Those, I mean, both could be bad. Both could be great. 
2021st, the class is loaded. I'm pretty happy getting into the 2020 draft. Yeah. And Tariq Cullen for Julio. So I got three firsts. It will end up being four firsts after we talked about me and Chad straight, but three firsts and a highly talked about Tariq Cohen going to this season with the new coach for Julio. Um, I don't know. I, I just think I think Julio is going to be really, really good this year, but I think he's one and his foot's always nagging him. And if he, and this can be for anybody, but if he broke his foot and he was out for this year, and even if he could come back next year healthy, I would get nowhere near three firsts and Tariq Cohen for Julio Jones, given if something crazy happened and he's not that young where I could afford to hold on to him and hope for that window to come back. And even if he gives Mahler two great years, fine, maybe I'll regret it, but it just felt like a good time and good value to get rid of him. Um, I have a little bit of wide receiver depth, but no one as close to elite as him, but... 19 class is supposed to be dope. I have four first next year in it for wide receivers, I mean. So kind of retooling, kind of in win-now mode. I'm kind of in an awkward st- spot, but I hope by next year I'll be retooled and ready to win. Yeah. Um, I, I like to trade for both sides. Greg's making an aggressive push now. He was, I think all day he was trying to get wide receiver ones from everyone. Yeah. Um, he was just aggressively pushing at it. I, I love the return. I When you reached out to me, I said the same thing. I, I think it's a good trade. I love that Tariq got thrown in there. I think he's a good play for this year. And now you have that Bears backfield. So you don't need to worry about if Jordan Howard can't catch the ball. Oh. Um, so I, I, I like it for both sides. Um, I'm a fan of it for you. I'd probably lean your side, but not by much. And I think Greg is, is making a push to win. Um, but if Julio does go down, do you buy the ticket impulsively to tell him to suck it to his face? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think you go to Europe. I'll just go to Europe. Oh, me take to Europe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just day up and you fly to him and knock on his door, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I don't, I don't wish injury upon anybody. Like, I'm not rooting for that to happen. I have, I actually texted him, like, you better win the league. Because I don't, I really don't care if Greg wins the league. I mean, I always copy, yeah, yeah. but I kind of like it being in our division. I don't want Rodgers to win it again. So, you know, Chad, what you, I know you told me to do it, but, I mean, you, we, you know, share your thoughts on the trade. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you, got, I think you got a King's Ransom for him. I really do. Um, you know, like I told you before, I think that his sell high window is not opening. It's, it's closing. Um, so I think that the fact that you got three, three good first round picks granted they're in the future, doesn't matter. I think in two years, you're, you're going to be set up pretty well in the first round and you get a guy that's being raved about at bears camp, um, as being a huge pivotal part of Matt Nagy's new offense um, I, I think you really made on in this one. Um, but I respect Muller for going for it all. Um, so, and he had the picks to spare. He had the picks to give. So all in all, I think you win, but, um, it's not the most unfair trade we've ever had. No, and I agree. Greg has set up very well this year, but, you know, going right into three Cullen, no more than five minutes after this trade, I, as soon as he threw in Tariq Cohen, I, I liked that because I had no intention of keeping him. Not because I don't like him. I just don't want two bears off. I believe in Jordan Howard, and I think Cohen will be a fine fantasy player, but I think Kyle will be better, and I'm never going to start both of them. And I have A-Rob, so I just don't want three bears. I mean, I like the bears. I just don't want three of them. So, Chad, we made a trade. You were the perfect suitor for this because you were needed for a running back, too, on your team. So I gave you Tariq Cohen and pick 17, 203, and you gave me 110 and your 2022nd. 
I mean, I made the trade for one player, but there is a clause that if Kalen Balazs is there, I have to take him. I was always going to take him if he was there. If he's not there, I can still stay at 110 and take whoever I want. I'm very content with that. I mean, I, I made it very publicly. I like Kalen Balazs. So if you want to jump ahead of me and take him, so be it. I will be happy taking one of the other running backs that fall. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, but I think you made out well in the trade chat. You really needed this. I think it's a more short thing than one of the running backs you may have taken a shot on at 110. Um, it gives you a good win now, piece now. And um, and you could still try to play around with 12 and 17 for other running backs or other pieces when you need it. Yeah, I mean, pers- yeah. personally, I think I think Balaj at 10 is a, is a bit of a reach. Um, I, w- I wasn't going to take Balaj at 10. I was going to take the, the first wide receiver off the board because I think that 1 through 9 is going to be all running back. So... Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to take him anyway, so it wasn't really a huge blow for me to move down seven and get a stable wide receiver two out of it. I think it, it was worth it for me. I think it was worth it for Ed. He got his guy. Um, so I think that it's a win-win. I think we're both pretty happy with it. You, you, you were kind of hinting you were going to go running back regardless at 10, so that kind of spooked me. I mean, you played your cards right. I bought into it because um, I would have been very – I mean, staying at, I just didn't really want Cohen. That's really it. I mean, I probably would have stayed put and just taken 17, taken a wide receiver and kept whatever piece Mahler gave me. I just didn't want three bears, but it happened to be a piece that was valuable and had a good, you know, name rapport. Yeah. Uh, so. It was a really good yeah. trade chip for you. Yeah. I mean, all in all, I traded, even if I, I mean, it belongs there, I had to take him. But all in all, I traded Julio in 203 for four firsts. So, so I, it was a good day for me. So let's get into bets. Um, you know, we had a lot of bets going on, especially uh, was it was it yesterday when it's yeah, it, last it, night got, <laughs> we got turned up in the betting. Fulfilled. So, so we'll so get into all of that. Um, alcohol definitely played a part into it, but let's start with the, the first one. Um, we have handsome bets. Oh, sorry, Addison bets Riggio forty dollars at Fournette. Won't be a top three running back in just the 2017 class. <laughs> I don't really understand. Like, I get why I did this. I was just kind of feeling it. Like, someone was, like, overhyping Fournette. I think someone – you had a hot take, chat about, like, Fournette not being something or being something. And I'm like, I doubled down. I said, not only will he not be whatever seven before me, he will not even be a top – I don't even think it's that unrealistic. I think you could play so, McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Kamara Hunt, Mixon. Mixon. Okay. I yeah. mean, I got my pick. He's had weak ankles. He's gonna. He may miss some games. Yeldon is, is right Yeldon. there waiting. <laughs> I mean, I don't love the bet. I just kind of wanted to bet the bet, <laughs> but I don't hate it. I don't think it's that unrealistic. I think if this happened, people would be like, "Wow, Fournette had a bad year," but why can't? Mixon and Kamara do the same thing, and Mixon, I mean, mix in, wow, it's weird, mix in Cook, McCaffrey, mix, you know, all those guys can get in there. Yeah, I, I can't argue that. I, I love Fortnite. I mean, I, I love Fortnite, so I'm, I'm going to go the other way on that one, but I mean, if, if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'm going uh, to go uh, ass inside here yeah. because, uh, <laughs> uh, because, I'm a, because I'm a Hunt owner, and I think Hunt will be better than him. I think Kamara will be better than him, and I think that Cook will be better than him. Moving on to the next one, uh, so, Matt Wire bets his twenty dollars uh, straight up fantasy points through the regular season. 
uh, Cook over Mixon this year. So just 2017 class all day. I should have put that the other way because Tiz would have been wire that, but you get the point. Yep. Um, I will take Cook. I will take Cook 10 out of 10 times. I'm going Mixon. I love him. Really? I'm on board. Give me Mixon. All right. I think he breaks out. Ridge versus Muller. $40. Keenan Allen won't be a top five wide receiver in our league based on our scoring. And no injury clause. No injury clause is the biggest one. thing on that one. I'm taking the field here. Yeah. There's always just guys that sneak in there, especially a wide receiver like Tiger Kill last year. I think there was like Robbie Anderson was like wide receiver eight, like creeping in there. Landry last year was wide receiver six. Landry was there. There's just always guys that break out. And then you're going to have your Hopkins Brown type guys. I will go with Ridge, although Allen could be the wide receiver two or one, and it wouldn't surprise me. Yep. I think we said about like early last year when there was a lot of girly bets, like we'll probably just take the field because it's smarter. Yeah. But I, I remember saying Gurley was the number one running back. It wouldn't surprise me. And he wasn't a one running back. <laughs> so, I mean, this is one of the guys that Greg loves that I he, the Mueller effect is taking effect too. So I'm rooting for Rich mainly for that. Yeah, I, I think Keenan Allen is a wide receiver one, but not top five. I'm thinking like eight, six through ten. So I think he just finishes outside. Chad? No, that's fair. Uh, um, but like like Ad said, I think he could be like wide receiver two. But I, yeah. I'm going just odds wise. I'm taking the field. So, I put here, Itzler bets with the entire league. So, we spoke about before, Itzler got drunk, Itzler likes to bet. I don't even know how the first bet started, but it just snowballed into everyone taking advantage of Itzler. So, essentially, I mean, we can list all the players, but Itzler basically bet that Tyree Kill will be the wide receiver three. Because he pretty much bet that he will be better than every single wide receiver that wasn't Beckham and Brown. It was like Devontae Adams, Hopkins, Evans, Diggs, Sammy, Julio, Keenan. Um, <laughs> I think that was it. I think that, not that that was it. I think he made three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars worth of Tyree Kill bets last uh, yeah, last night. I think night. it was three hundred sixty-five. I will take him over Sammy. I think Sammy's trash. Ooh. I I can see him being better than Evans, even though I I'm not a big Hill fan. But possibly better than Evans. The rest, no. But if I, I can see him losing every single bet, if, <laughs> yeah. if Mahomes isn't like, because they he he was balling out and Alex Smith was playing out of his mind. Yeah. Good, like an anomaly in his career of how well that offense was going. I don't think that happens with a rookie quarterback. I just think it takes a step back. It has to, especially adding Sammy. It's, I mean, I don't like him, but he's going to take targets away from. From Hill. Yeah, you also don't know, because usually a rookie quarterback will key on one person. They'll have a rapport with one and person. Kelsey. Yeah, it probably won't be Tyreek. Uh, although Mahomes is known for his deep ball, so, I mean, if there's one person True. who True. should be jacked up, is probably Hill and Sammy. Sammy Watkins, baby. Give me him. Give me him. So, I, I just res- I respect the shit out of Itzer just going to war for his boy. Oh, he loves his team. He loves his so, team. Yeah, so he has, let's call it $400 worth on just Tyreek Hill. And I think he has two or three hundred dollars just betting on himself. First, like I have a hundred dollar bet that I'll be better than him. I think he has the same kind of bet with Tiz. Like he's and, and Mueller and Tiz fifty dollars each that he won't finish top seven. So he has two hundred dollars just on how he performs and four hundred dollars on just how Tyree Kill performs, which will obviously come in, like they'll correlate with each other on his success. But 
No. Six hundred dollars on just yourself and just... Is there injury clauses on any of these? Like if Tyreek Hill gets hurt, is he just screwed? There's no no clauses on any. Yeah, there's those. no injury clause. Damn. Yeah. If he uh, wins, he has to buy like an authentic game worn Tyreek Hill jersey. <laughs> I want him. I want that to be the clause. And he just wears it every best. day. To every AC. day to everywhere. No, he wears it to Atlantic City. He never <laughs> takes it off. That's what I need to happen. That's awesome. That was that was just an awesome night. I was with him. I was watching it happen. What? His bet. He was betting. I was standing right. You were next, there. I was standing right next. To him. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. We were both just casually drinking. You were just like Hitler. Stop, Hitler. No. Hitler. No, I loved it because I saw all of it going, and I was like, "Hill, go, Sammy." So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was awesome. A lot of smokes, though. We were up outside, um, outside of Penn Station at the, one of the rooftop bars. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Lots nice. of all right. So that was the bets. Well, you know, we only have four bullet points, but there was like 13 bets in total <laughs> just because it sort of maintained like seven or eight of them. Um, I'm sure there'll be more, especially post-draft. So speaking of the draft, yeah. you guys want to do a round one quick mock draft? Oh, do I? Oh, I would I would love to do a round one mock draft. So there is rumors, and I think it's going to happen, and it was going to be one of my kind of questions to throw to you guys of over or under – Nine and a half running backs taken in the top ten picks. Or ten and a half. I don't know how you're supposed to do the odds with that. So basically, will there be ten running backs in the first ten picks? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I think it's nine. So. Oh, no, because you have to take Balazs. Okay, so I think it's ten. You think ten would have been? Yeah. I think Fam may not go Rojo. Or Chuck. I don't know. That's the only test. Well, we'll, we'll go. So... I'll just make, I'll take the easy pick. Pick one, Barkley. Top prospect in the last decade. Everyone's saying it's annoying because they're anointed better than Zeke. So, Barkley to Ridge at 101. Chad, you could take Seckler at two. Um, the obvious choice here, for me anyway, is Darius Geis. Uh, Washington Redskins running back. I think that's been locked in 102 for a while now. I agree with that. Um, pick three is Ridge as well. Yep. Uh, I think Ridge takes Sony here. I think he loves Sony. He loves Dynasty Nerds, and uh, Nerds loves Sony. I think he would take Sony at two. I think he did. And not the league he's in. Yeah, he I think he would, have t- he would have taken Sony at two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this has kind of been known. So the first four picks should go relatively quickly. Yeah. Because this will be Penny. Yeah. I think just first round pick. Um, he's said he's like Penny for a while now, even pre-draft. So I think uh, Penny to Ridge, and he ends up with three very good running backs. He's like, like I said, with Fournette, setting himself up very, very nicely for possibly making a playoff push this year, I think. Yeah. Um, so you have Greg at five, Chad. And I don't know if I want to like intervene, but I, I know what this pick's going to be, but you can make the pick. Um, I have Greg taking uh, McKinnon. Yeah. Um, just... Uh, this is mostly based on um, last year trading into the first round to get a veteran running back. I think he did the same thing this year, and I think he takes McKinnon. I agree, and I think that was the main – in the Julio trade, he had – he would not give up 105 unless it was only giving me two firsts because now he's adding, he's going to add McKinnon, who's going to get – he's going to plug him in right away, and Julio. So it sucks. I think Greg is, is going to be up there to win the title this year, but it's a good pick at five. It's not bad. Uh, six with Tiz. Um, I'm going his boy Royce Freeman. Yeah. It's funny, like, how 
it starts to fall in the like place where like I think even a month ago, no idea how the first round. I listen to our first round mock so different than this. Oh yeah, well because the the activity it was so much less. In. Absolutely. Now the activity over the past two weeks has been insane. Well, we didn't talk about. It. There was like a trade that had a clause where like five couldn't be Rojo or someone else. Oh, it was yeah. obviously that he wanted Freeman to fall there. Um, so I have seven, who is fam. I think he's got to take Chubb. I think it's the BPA here. Yeah, outrageous that Chubb falls to um, seven. But yeah. People, yeah, people will think he should be going three, but we'll give Nick Chubb at seven, and uh, Chad, you have Nick at eight. I think Nick uh, takes. I, I think Nick takes Rojo I, here. Yeah. Just, I, yeah, just, just by default, I don't. I don't think there's another better running back than him. Yeah, I, I think this will be the swing pick. I think this will change. The, the rest of the, the rest of the draft. Yeah. If he does go wide receiver, because then running backs, different running backs will fall. May change what I no, I can't do. Change do what might change what Rob does, what Chad does. So yeah. I do think because he traded Evans for guys and because he traded guys for two picks, it's got to be two running backs. In that kind of logic, yeah. right? So I agree with the pick. Um, nine, you have Seckler at nine. I think this is the most locked in pick since he took Cameron Artis Payne 17 in our initial rookie draft. <laughs> gonna take carry on. Okay, and I'm up at 10. And due to the clause, I have to take Caleb Blush, who people will think is the biggest reach in a draft, but I've been obsessed with him since like the winter, like yeah. since I like since yeah. like December, January, when I started kind of doing yeah, more research. Our early month. Yeah. Um, Chad, 11 to Rob, again. Uh, I have Rob uh, taking the first wide receiver off the board, um, DJ Moore. Panthers Nation. I think this is great value. Oh, like, it definitely is. It's just been, like I said, the recent trend of, I guess, where the running backs versus wide receivers got taken, and just the production out of wide receivers in the last couple of years has been very average to below average, and running backs are producing right away and doing great. So I think it's kind of, in my opinion, it's pushed up the running backs a little bit. But to get the wide receiver one at 11 is a steal. I agree. Very much agree. So who just made that? Chad just made that? Yeah, so 12. So made that. you're up for Chad. So I, I'm going to take a guess that Chad takes Christian Kirk, as he's been loving Christian Kirk for quite some time. Um, but he could he could prove me wrong. We'll see. Yeah, I think because he's not going to get his running back at 10, maybe a running back at 12, but... If you're going to tell me Balazs is a reach at 10, I, I would agree. I, I would wouldn't equally, take Naheem Hines. I think there. Hines would no, equally you, be a reach no. at 12, but because I think he could fall at 17. Hines? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what Chad does there. But Kirk is his boy, so it wouldn't surprise me if he went with that pick. Uh, 13 for Wire. I guess I'll go what I think is what, – well, not what I think – I'll say uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I think he pairs him with Matt Ryan. Oh, I forgot he has. Okay, that that makes more sense. Yeah, Yeah. good call, good call. So, Calvin Ridley, you know, went to a good situation. People love him more than I do. I love Ridley. But I just don't think Sutton went to the greatest spot for right now. But I think he kind of fits the next pick. But, Chad, you have the last pick of this mock with Josh. Yeah, so this is a tough one. I'm between a few guys for him. Um, But I'm going to ultimately give him Michael Gallup here at 14. Okay. Um, I think that he likes Gallup over Hearns, um, and I think that, you know, just based on opportunity, I think Gallup is a good pick there. Do you like him over Sutton? I do like him over Sutton, 
But then again, Josh also has um, Demarius. So, you know, Sutton could be a good handcuff for him. Not even yeah. a handcuff. Sutton will probably start on the other side. Yeah, so. I, I had him going Sutton, but I agree. Once you're going to get into this area, it, you know, yeah. you even saw last year with Rodgers taking what's-his-face. Like, no one saw that coming. Curtis Samuel. Juju falling all the way to end. Like, so things you probably, like, expect to happen based on ADP yeah, kind of goes out the window when you get late first, and especially the second yeah, round. Whoever you like better. Absolutely. Um, and then, oh, yeah, so it's about the power ranking. So we did our pre- NFL draft rankings and pre like a shit ton of trade rankings, players moving, key players moving, just not a, a, an abnormal offseason. Picks get moved around two top five or two top ten wide receivers usually doesn't get moved around often. So pretty interesting offseason. Um, so what we did, which is different, than I, you, I mean, you guys know us three, we rank, we average, and then during the season we made the blogs, we kind of just have an ever flowing chart. We don't really do all, all three because it's just too time consuming so we'll start from the bottom this was uh one of the only ones that was consensus and at 14 was kojak um <laughs> his lineup right now is just uh, a lot of like nothing besides cam but he and has he a, won't trade either has won't a, do it yeah it won't trade ton of late seconds like five out of the last six picks are kojak yeah but overall, I think he is an early candidate to come in last. You know, his wide receivers are Sanu and Curse. That's really bad. Bull up, and Hyde, not great. Just a lot of not good. So consensus all around. Kojak at 14. Do you guys have anything to add? No. No, I think we're on the same page. Um, 13 was Rob. And Rob does have a chance to revamp his roster with rookies. And there's always a risk inherited yeah. with rookies are they going to play right away or they can contribute are they even going to bust you know there's a lot of what ifs so whether although i do like in our mock giving him guys giving him carry on giving him dj Moore, giving all the early seconds i think this is fair i think i had him 12 chat him 13 i don't have your rankings in front of me eric but i mean you guys can contribute anything you want to um yeah i i don't know if all the rookies hit like i said he's gotta he's gotta get lucky with with Geist there, I think that is RB2 and RB1 is Geist and Tevin Coleman, which is fine. Um, you don't know if Jordan Matthews is going to do anything. Martavis Bryant might do absolutely nothing and get suspended. I think his team just has a lot of question marks. Um, but like I said, if the picks hit, then we could be having a different conversation. Yeah, you both actually had him at 13, so it was me just having him one spot higher. Um, There's also his tight end, is like Gerald Everett. Yeah. No, it's George, uh, it's George Kittle. Oh, yeah, I forgot I gave him Kittle. Never mind. Um, so at number 12 is you, Eric. Me. Let's go. Eric, how do you feel about your team having two handcuffs, but decent wide receivers? I'm, I'm very happy with it. And I, I know I'm going to probably get slack for the bye. I love Peyton Barber. I think Peyton Barber starts outright for the Bucks. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, I, I love I hate Rojo, too. I've, we've, I've been very open about that. Um, well, okay. No, you haven't. You've been lying the last two episodes about how elite he is. Go watch the tape. Oh yeah, number two ranked running back that. by he's the so NFL. Long, you don't know what you're talking about. He's so elusive though. Yeah, um, yeah no, he sucks. I hate him. Yeah, he's, really uh, he's the worst player ever. Um, so yeah, I think Peyton Barber's good. Yeah, the rest. If I get lucky and um, Jarek and um, Fournette go down, I think I can win a couple games, take a couple wins. Yeah, I, I say uh, I, I really don't think that your team is the worst in the league, and I stand by that. I think that you have a good quarterback, you have good wide receivers. 
Your tight end situation is pretty good with Njoku and ASJ. It's just the running backs is really the only question mark here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Chad, you had him ranked 12th, and that's where he falls, and our other averages kind of made him there. So I hope this happens because I have you and Kojak's pick, so one and three would be pretty sweet. That wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad. Um, And number 11, and I feel like he's always the most – I said this earlier, which is funny. So Josh is number 11, and it's just a team of guys that people really don't believe in. (laughs) And he never really finishes bad. I think he has like a top five or six – average finish in our league he's always at or near the playoffs but even with Zeke it's people just aren't impressed with his team and maybe it's just because other teams are getting a lot better I mean our league is getting more competitive but uh Chad you had him at 11 as well we're kind of almost following we are so far it's been exactly what Chad is ranked oddly enough so do you want to just give a little why you think his is so low no, I think, you know, we've touched on it a lot of times. I, it's what you said. It's, you know, I don't believe in some players. I don't think Duke Johnson repeats what he did last year. I think Zeke is obviously going to be great. Garcon and Demarius Thomas, I just, I don't see it. Um, Cooper Cup, I think, will be a good piece. Um, and then he has, you know, his other flex could be anywhere between Marquise Lee, Ted Ginn, Zay Jones, Frank Gore, Samaj P. Ryan, and Goodwin. Which I think um, I think yeah, all you those have a nightmare playing that lineup. I think all well, of those can, are very average players. The quarterback in the second he has, Tom, he has Tom Brady. So, Mar Jackson Baker, probably something. Probably a good move for him to do That's if he has a second round pick. Um, number ten is Wire. This is still following. This is really weird. Did I not average this? Is, right? This is weird. This is my list exactly. <laughs> I swear I did the averages. Chad. It's literally your exact list now that I'm looking at it, Chad. That's so weird. It's going to change towards the top. No, it it isn't. You have me over Dooch? No, but... Hold on. I had you six, you had you five, and Eric had you seven. So I think that averaged out. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, that does flip. Okay. One spot flip. (coughs) Okay, sorry. So, wire at 10. Um, I think that just, I didn't have, I had him above, actually, no, I had him at 11. So, I don't know. His team's okay. He's also in a really hard division, but I don't factor that into where he'll finish. But he's always just, like, average every year. And I don't really think he's done much to make his team better. Like, I'm over Devontae Parker. I'm kind of over Kelvin Benjamin. I do think Mixon will be really good. And I do think Gordon's a little underrated. Um, maybe it's not productive per the numbers, but who cares in fantasy? If you if you're good because you get a lot of volume, you're gonna keep getting volume, then you're gonna be good. Like I, you know, he's been good for a, a few years now. It's not like it's a fluke. Yeah, his running backs are good, and so he's got arguably Jones. the best yeah. tight end in Kelsey. Yep. But his flex, I mean, Collins, he looked great, but will it repeat? I don't know. Mac, he's. And more in love with him than anyone else. No, I don't, I don't like Mac planet. at all. I don't like Mac at all. Galladay, I think, could take a step up this year, but it's not a bad team. I just think the team's above him. It's not. It's a yeah. Why just never uh, makes yeah. any moves? He doesn't. Because he he values his players so high. He does. He's he's stubborn in his own in his, in his ways. Like has Wire ever traded a first round pick? I feel like. And he had to because he doesn't have his own this year, but he does pick thirteen, so I guess he'll he'll get a rookie. But you're right, he's just a guy who doesn't really make many moves. Neither does Rodgers, but he keeps winning. But 
Yeah, it's just not like a flashy team. But I think from 10, and sorry, Josh, I think from 10 up, any of these teams can make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I can see why they're making the playoffs, without a doubt. So, you know, 10's not like a huge knock. There's just a lot of good talent out there and a lot of good teams. So, number nine, and I, maybe I fucked up these averages, but it's Itzler at nine. And that's where Chad had him. Or Chad had him at nine. I had him at ten. Eric, can you please explain to me how you were taking Itzler's roster over Chad's or Riggio's or Tiz, given even like the wealth of picks, I can't see it. Because there's no way he's the sixth best team. Because he has sneaky players, and uh, here here's my thing. So Marvin Jones could repeat as a wide receiver one again. Okay. Tyreek Hill, sneaky big playability. His quarterbacks are great with Wentz and Stafford. Both love to huck the ball. High upside. I love Kenny Drake and Crowell. No one loves them as much as we do. <laughs> that, that's fair. We're all, we're alone on that. He has a top three tight end in Ertz. Sterling Shepard, I think, is a huge candidate for a good year. I, I, I like his team. I think Crabtree does a lot better than people think, too, because who else am going to throw the ball to? The Ravens are terrible, and I think they throw a lot. Um, I, I, just, I like his team more, more than others. Does have big Dick Wayne <laughs> waiting in the rings. I told him to cut Wayne so long ago. I, <laughs> but, no, I, I actually do like Isler's team a lot. I think he's got a shot. I don't know. I don't see it. Uh, I think he does have good players. Well, I had him ranked one overall, first of all. I think it's similar to Josh, where he just has players that not the rest of the league likes as much. Yeah, I think that might be it. Um, I That's This exactly is where we it. differ, because I I had him ranked one overall. So I think that he'll be... <laughs> he'll probably go undefeated. But um, honestly, though, like his, his flexes, like his two two guys in the flex, like they don't do it for me, man. Like Jamal Williams and Sterling Shepard, I don't know. I, I like Sterling Shepard. Jamal Williams, I think, I think lucks out because of the Aaron Jones suspension. Where I think he just starts out hot, and they just don't give it back to Jones. I mean, what did Shepard do? Uh, just, I don't know. Uh, I agree with you, Chad, on that. Again, I just said 10 and above can make the playoffs. So if Itzler makes the playoffs, I'm not going to be you know, that confused. I mean, a little bit confused because our division's really good. But he's definitely, he definitely has talent. Absolutely. I just don't buy into these guys repeating certain peaks that they have have reached in years past. So maybe I'm just stubborn. I swear it's not just because it's on Itzler's team. I'd be saying this about anybody. It just seems to have these – him and Josh have these guys that I just yeah, don't they, love. It's yep. not an Itzler thing, but, you know, now there's kind of like a mini rivalry, which I love. So <laughs> it is an Itzler thing. <laughs> um, number eight, and this is consecutive that I've had him ranked above Tiz, who Tiz is number seven for spoiler. But number eight is Ridge, and I think Ridge is going to be like a borderline like – not can win the league, but like his team's really good. His team can win the league. Like he's got Russell Wilson, who was the uh, quarterback one. He's gonna have Barkley and Fournette at his two running backs. Then he's gonna have Corey Davis, which everyone in the world is saying breakout year this year, yeah, undeniably, player, yeah. like is going to be yeah. a great pick this year. And my and then he got Mike Evans to throw in there. Then his tight end is Evan Ingram, a top four yeah. tight end. And then his flex, he's gonna have the pick at. Sony Michelle or Rashad Penny. He can throw in uh, Robert Woods, who was great last year. Or even if Kevin White can get him something. I mean, if, if the rookies don't start right away at Sony and Penny, he could start off a little slow because the flex will be a little shaky. But if even one of those guys starts producing even half decent, even at an RB2 level, 
that that's a team you don't want to see. I don't. I, it's a scary team. It is. I agree. I agree. And they're all young too. This isn't a team that's like it's. All, I think it's only going to get better. I don't know what his pick situation is. Rob's pick next year, and you can pick another. That's his flex. Whatever wide receiver he's going to get, the top four or three pick. His his team so, just has such a really really high ceiling, and I mean I have him at eight, but I think he could honestly be like top four. Yeah, I had him above Tiz, and I had him right at seven, because I just think that the it is a lot of like what if with certain players. Where I think the top six that I have and that we have here is the same top six have more established guys that I think won't bust. Where, you know, could Barkley start off a little slow, or like I said, do picks three and four even contribute until week three or four? like in a and you lose three in a row and you're out or not out, but you yeah. set yourself up a lot harder. But I mean, damn, going forward, he's gonna have a really really good team, assuming three and four don't completely bust. And if they do completely bust, he's got to just scrap up some flex guys. That's it. I mean, he's got his wide receivers and running backs, quarterback, tight end locked up for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, we knock on Ridge a lot for his crazy offers, but he rebuilt his team very well. I'm not even going to blame you all that, Eric. I know you set him up with all the picks, but he's done good trading back. Yeah, absolutely. Trading for Evans, making these deals. Like, he's... He's used everything he's had very well. I can't knock that. I will not knock it, despite some of his evaluations being insane. But... I think he's better than Tiz, but at number seven, we have Tiz. Again, a team that's been a gutter team for a while. Got hit with the injury bug last year. And has another type of team where, you know, they have a lot of guys that people are hyped about. Maybe don't meet their expectations, but... He's got dynasty darlings. Yeah. So, I mean, either one of you can... uh, you know, weighing on how you think of his team or his flex is a little, eh, but he's also got pick six. Sure. Could be an auto starter or auto flex starter. At least. <laughs> I just don't like this team more than Riggio's. I, I don't. I mean, I know Adams and Diggs are. Is that? Would you rather have Adams and Diggs or Evans and Corey Davis? Adams and Diggs. Adams and Diggs. Yeah. Evans and Corey Davis. I rather have Adams and Diggs. I think Adams and Diggs. It's close. Yeah. And then Cook and Henry versus Fournette and Barkley. Oh, yeah, Fortnite Bar. Yeah, and then yeah. OJ Howard is not better than Ingram. I'm taking Wilson over Mahomes. And then both their flexes are questionable. Yep. He's probably going to throw Freeman in there because Burkhead and Carson versus, like, Woods and... I'm taking Woods or Sony slash Penny. I don't, I don't see this team being better than Reggio, so I disagree with both of you. Can I, can I change mine? Because I am starting to agree with you, too. Well, you can change it after the draft. Rankings. Okay. Well, when Mahomes is QB one because Sammy is wide receiver one. Listen, he could have two wide receiver ones, uh, running back one. I, I bet against Derrick Henry, but he could prove me wrong. It's like he has a bad team. He, another team that can make the playoffs. I think this ceiling's a little. I think Ridge like could sneak in the playoffs and be like, "Holy shit, is he going to win?" Yeah. I just, maybe I don't yeah, see yeah. that as much with Tiz. But another, again, two teams that were like. Nice, I got Ridge this week. I got Tiz this week. Like, fuck, I got Tiz. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's completely different for our division having to play these two teams twice a year versus last year they were almost like auto wins. So, good for them. Yeah, remember when Tiz had five QBs? They did. In a one league. Yeah. Didn't he cut Watson? <laughs> uh, but, it, but, but again, like, Tiz has done well. I don't even know how he got Diggs and Adams, but his draft he history. Traded, he traded for Adams before he blew up. And it was it wasn't that much. It was like a mid first or something, if I remember correctly. His his draft history has been subpar, so it almost leads me to think for him won't be any good. 
But, I mean, he, uh, yeah, he drafted Cook, but, like, anyone could tell you Cook was going to be good. So, we'll see. I mean, six has got a hit, or he's going to be struggling a little bit in that flex position and maybe not be as scary. But if Freeman takes over Booker by week two or three, then it's going like, to, you know, that's going to suck. So now we're in the playoff tier. Playoffs. If you haven't heard, you know, realize by now, two names haven't been said that host a podcast, so congrats to us. Congrats, guys. Congrats. Uh, coming in at six is co-handsome co-host Chad. Chad, how do you feel about your team? Uh, you know, it's obviously I'm super biased, so I'll let you guys take the, the mic here. But, yeah, I, I love where my team is going. I think that's very solid this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what it can do this year down the road. So I think I'm on the, the opposite side. So we're we're, t- we're uh, Itzler and Josh have guys that maybe we don't like. I feel like there's players that you have that others don't like that I do like. like I, I agree. I like Andrew a lot. I do like Cooks, although I think the situation's worse. And I like Doug Baldwin. I feel like people kind of knock your wide receiver core a little bit, and I don't completely get it. Um, people not caught, maybe not being able to repeat. I don't also get that. I said they're going to take a little step back, and yeah, it's hard to replicate You know what you did. You know He was amazing last year. I think it'd still be a, a, a mid-to-low uh, running back one, and that's all you can ask for. You got three Cohen to throw in there, and all you need to do is just hit on 12 or 17, and there's your flex guy for four weeks, and then you got Edelman back. So yeah. even if he's like average, you get Edelman back for four weeks, after four weeks and then you're good i mean you are super super shallow so you are very prone to having a couple injuries completely ruin your season which i think maybe some of the upper teams i don't think i'm as deep but some of the upper higher teams do have the depth but i, mean, I think your team's good i had you ranked sixth and you're at you had yourself ranked fifth and eric actually had you ranked seventh because you had it's inexplicably high but I, I think your team's good i, I don't understand how people are kind of knocking your team or whatnot. I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, your quarterback and tight end are, are fine. I don't value those positions as high as others unless you have, like, the elites. So I think Cousins and Doyle are fine. I think I think you definitely have a playoff contending team, and especially in a division where you're going to play Josh, Kojak, Rob, and Eric, you're yeah. set up pretty well to get a lot of wins this year. You also have an elite defense with Jacksonville, Kirksey, and Mosley. Easily ten points each. It's an underrated part of. No, it's like I'm not kidding. Like most really IDP one last year. Kirksey was a stud. He got so many tackles last year in Jacksonville, Saxonville. Yeah. Like and you have the best defense in the league. Probably. If you can get your IDPs to give you like eight to ten points rather than like three, That's it's what I'm a I think huge swing. Yeah. No, I know. Because the year I won, I had Dequell Jackson, who was number boy, one, and Rashad shot. Jones, yeah. who was number three. Well. Yeah. Like, just huge, just added, like, sometimes my running backs don't even give me 10 yeah. points. Yeah. And, like, my IDP is just giving me that every week, so. I, I, have people uh, reaching, I have people reaching out to me to trade for, like, Eric reaches out for me to trade for Mosley. Rodgers oh. has reached out to me to trade for Jacksonville. Like, so I'm very content with where I'm at defensively. Yeah, and it's an underrated, it's not, like, a huge part, but you got that good, like, kicker defense IDPs. You don't have to worry about it at all. Yeah. It's just, it's nice. It's nice that I have it, like, to... I mean, for you, Chad, waking up at 3 in the morning and streaming them and getting the right here is just a cycle for doing that just for defenses. But That's how I got Jacksonville, man. I, I, all right. I, I stand corrected. But, uh, yeah, I think you should make the playoffs given your uh, your schedule. I don't know if you play out of conference, but 
not to say your team isn't top six, but I think it is, and I think you should make the playoffs, bearing some injuries, but that's for every team. Uh, number five, and I'm kind of surprised by this because I, you guys had me ranked higher than I actually had myself. So uh, number five, we had Balducci. Um, I feel like I'm talking a lot, so if you guys want to jump in at all. All right, so I'm going to do something out of the ordinary right now. Okay. You ready? <laughs> sure. I'm going to do a mid-pod trade between me and you. I have an offer. Okay. 44 for my waiver back. No. We'll talk, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk later. All right. Uh, that'll be like on the clock because I, I have no tight end. So we'll get to that on my team, but I am, there are some tight ends I'm targeting, so if they fall to you and – At 44? Possibly. Or I could just save it for the wire. Um, so Dooch has like the same exact team he had last year. I don't think he's made any moves. Which is fine. You don't need to make moves, but Big Ben, AB, combo, hard to beat. OD, uh, Odell Beckham, elite. JHI, I don't love, but I think he's going to get a lot of work in Philly. Lamar Miller is flaws, but Deontay Foreman's hurt, so he's going to get high volume again in that offense. Uh, Graham, that's, I think that's one of like, the fantasy darling this year. People love that move to, yeah. to Green Bay. Yep. Um, and then Thielen and Robbie Anderson, who were just break. You, you want to talk about the going back to the uh, Keenan Allen bet? Thielen and Robbie, and- I said Robbie Anderson, but Thielen, another guy, was like wide receiver one, yeah. wide receiver like high yeah. wide receiver one, came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I think this team's pretty strong. Uh, unbiasedly, I think it is better than mine, just because his wide receivers are so strong. Running backs are pretty average, but when you have running ba- uh, wide receivers that good, I don't think you need to be loaded at running back. Um. But he doesn't have really any picks, and his bench is kind of flaws. So maybe, like, the depth is a little bit of an issue. Maybe you guys took offense to that. Um, he does have three. I mean, I guess having three Green Bay Packers isn't the worst thing to have, but... No, offense can support it. I'm flattered you guys had him right below me, but anything to add or looking forward going to the season with his team? I just no, like I just like betting on myself. That's why I had me higher. I just like betting on myself. That's why I had me higher. Um... Obviously, I think his his wide receivers are among the best in the league in football, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his running back situation scares me. His depth scares me. And Aaron Rodgers has never supported a, a, a tight end. And I think Jimmy Graham is on the downswing. So, I don't know. I, th- I think I am on the pessimist side, pessimist side of Jimmy Graham. That might be unpopular, but... Jimmy Graham and Dutch, you did have Dutch ranked lowest out of us at... Six, I had him four. Eric had him five. Split hairs, I guess, a little yeah. bit. But average playoff team. Again, I think his team's good enough to beat up on the lower end teams a lot. But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, how long can Big Ben and I guess Big Ben do it? AB can do it forever. But um, <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll just see. I mean, those two running backs. I mean, two wide receivers, man, are so good. Could have had seven first for him. And AJ, and AJ Green. He could have first. Uh, AJ Green. It's a damn shame. Um, the next up at number four is me. And like Chad said, I'm, I think I'm actually less biased than I could be because I ranked myself fifth and I thought about doing it lower. But I guess I'll let you guys take it. I did lose. My wide receivers do look a little bit worse when I lose Julio and Dez is homeless. But um, either one of you want to say anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I also love Allen Robinson, so I'm still kind of on the boat that he comes back and bounces back well. Um, love Nelson Aguilar from the PPR standpoint. Drew Brees is still playing elite elite football. Um, and then outside of the Shady McCoy news that he didn't murder that person in his basement. Um, I think him and Kamara are both RB1s again this year. So, I mean, I, I like your team. I think you're in contention again. 
Jameson Crowder could also be a PBR nightmare for um, opposing defenses. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of your team. I think you make a run. Um, I just want to hop in and say McCoy didn't murder someone in his basement. It was like a domestic violence thing. He's <laughs> like, he beat up his girlfriend and murder. Uh, then who was the, the basement murder? Oh, that was the cornerback for the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. All right. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> but, you know, I, I told this to Ad. I think I think Ad can still win now, and he's, I think he's rebuilding at the same time, which is a great spot to be in. So, you know, he's consistently never had a bad team. I still don't think he has a bad team. Um, so that's why I have him four. Yeah, I think my running back course, I'm higher on Jordan Howard. I think Kamara, McCoy, and Howard are three RB1s, honestly, and not many teams can say they have that. And I just need, like, I have a bunch of, like, just, I guess darlings, but just, like, guys at wide receiver. Like, they could be good. Like you said, Algalore, Crowder, even Meredith. Like, yeah, they could be, yeah. like, it they could all be like high wide receiver twos. They all could be like not good at all, and or A Rob cannot bounce back. But like if they all kind of click, even halfway decent, I need to fill a tight end. But like I said, I I'm in the opinion that if you don't have the top four, then everyone else is like such in the same bucket of just seven points a game type, and you're gonna get those a couple of games where they score two touchdowns type. So I'm not really worried about that. I mean, I obviously wish I would have Hunter Henry if I had him. I, I think about that. I think I would feel a lot better about yeah. my team and get rid of Julio, but it, you know, I'll, I'll live. But yeah, I'm happy with the team. I think I have enough. You know, if Des Bryant does find a home, and with Meredith, I do have some depth at wide receiver. With my running backs, I think are pretty strong. Some may disagree, but I'm ready to still try to win. I think I went from with Julio to, you know, a favorite to gotta have the right things work out to win, which is. Like me and you, Chad, Dooch. I think there's only like the top three we're gonna get to. I think are the perennial favorites. Yeah. And then like the four to eight to nine need the right thing. Can't get injuries. You know that type of luck for it to happen. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. So number three, we had uh, Greg. He's been a little lower in previous rankings, but given, I mean, you add Julio Jones, yeah. it's gonna vault you up, and then you're gonna add McKinnon onto an already roster that has Gurley, Keenan Allen, Deion Lewis. Greg Olson at tight end. I'm not in love. I know he loves the the analytics with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I just haven't been crazy about those wide receivers in general. And I think Alshon's kind of on the way down. But he'll get Ingram back in four weeks. He proved to be even, you know, a RB1 with Kamara. Yeah. And Greg is good at finding those guys through the waiver wire, through trades that can yeah. help support his team. So I'm not too worried about what I think is a little bit of lack of depth on his team. Um, definitely a favorite in the top three. You know, if he ran the board and won it all, no one, I don't think anyone would be surprised. So it seems stacked. I don't know if there's much more to say about it other than that, but, you know. Yeah, it seems stacked. Because we <laughs> could be looking at a, a, the second two-time champion in, in our league. Yeah. I have nothing else to add to team, though. Chad? Um, I agree with everything you said, um, especially the, the flex parts. I'm equally not as high as Emmanuel Sanders. I'm on record saying hot take that Cortland Sutton will have more fantasy points than him uh, this year. Is that a bet? You made that bet? I didn't make the bet. It's just, it's just I think that could be a thing. Um, this year? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, and Alshon Jeffrey I've never been, you know, very high on. But, you know, with Wentz coming back, he'll obviously put up numbers, so... He just has a good team. He has a really good team. 
led by Todd Gurley. Uh, so number two, and honestly, I, I thought he was a surefire number one. And I, and I had to take a look at Rogers' team. I was like, holy shit, Rogers' team is good. So number two, we have Nick. Uh, me and Chad had him two. Eric did have him one. But Rogers, Nick, I think is a point yeah, toss. Yeah. So Rogers, number one. But we can do Nick's team first. Just the wide receivers, even without <laughs> Evans, are so are good. Stupid. It's stupid. Hopkins, Green. I do think, and it was Juju Smith, Chris Hogan, and Josh Gordon. Um, I do think he should have sold off on Juju. I think the value that he could have got from him is yeah, more than what he's I – I just see him taking a step back. Not to say he can't be good, but I think the hype for him was unbelievable going to the offseason. Granted, we look at the mock now. Would I rather have Sony Michelle or Penny or Freeman over him? No. So maybe it was smart that he didn't sell him. Yeah. And then you don't know how the rookies are going to be last uh, next year. But I think he could have got a lot for him. Um. But he chose to deal Evans instead and got the value that he did. So, so be it. Um, but his, his team's loaded. I mean, it's just stupid good. If anything of Lynch and the two running backs he drafts can pan out, or even Anderson, then obviously he's going to be a favorite. Yahoo has him right now to sweep his schedule. Yep. So, yeah, he's he's always been a favorite. He just hasn't been able to win the big one. It's going to choke early Peyton Manning. Yeah, it's the, one yeah. Team, it's the one team. I know Duke hasn't won it either, and he came close. But I think we've all everyone's always viewed Nick's team to be a lot better going in, and he's like the only like really good team consistently to not have yeah. won it. No offense to you, Chad, but like Nick's had it like just loaded team for four straight years. Oh no, my team has not been good for like two years. Sports history. Sorry, Chad, what were you saying? I said my team has not been good for like a couple years, so it's no offense yeah. taken. Um, but I was just looking through old, like old texts with Nick, and I. There was a time when I, I still kind of am, but I, I go really aggressively at Juju, and I could just never give him to budge. But this is one of the offers that I offered him. Let me know what you guys think of this. So I offered him Chris Hogan and my 19 first for Juju. Um, I probably would have just kept Juju. Same. Okay. Because I think it would, be a, it would be like a late 19 first. I think Juju is still worth an early first. I think he could have got like – three and something from rich or for like i think he was that hyped and he's super young that's what i was talking about like peak value but i'd probably rather have juju than sony michelle so it just worked out that the rookies didn't really go to like really good situations so i think their value decreased a little bit so i guess it was a good call that he didn't deal him at the time i thought he should have dealt him but i guess he made the right call do you trade two for juju straight up or do you keep juju i'd rather have guys okay so then you three is your line I think, seeing it now, how it panned out, if you told me this pre-draft, I'd been like, one million percent. Yeah, of course. But now, like, like going in, like, yeah, oh my yeah. god, Sony Michelle looks so good and everything, but now, yeah, he made the right, I think he made the right move doing what he did with Evans, even though I think it could backfire. And the number one back-to-back champion, without David Johnson, uh, Mike Rogers, just, Lord. oh my god, his team, top five, top ten, uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson he's got Michael Thomas Larry Fitzgerald and Golden Tate and T.Y. Hilton well I think those like maybe four at least Larry Tate and Hilton are the most slept on wide receivers I think as far as just like casual fantasy talk conversations go they always produce they're always like near at wide receiver one status I even think Michael Thomas is a little slept on just because the Kamara hype just kind of took over for the Saints and he doesn't have, like, a really big personality. Like, he's another guy playing audio from, I have no idea what he sounds like. Never heard him speak before. 
And then obviously he's got Bell and David Johnson. I think he has the best running backs in the league. I don't think that's really an argument. No. And then Kyle Rudolph, a tight end. Again, like at this point, you can have whatever. And then Christian McCaffrey's still back there. Wolf Fuller's good. And and he could have had McKinnon, too. Imagine he kept picking over Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this yeah, wouldn't even be close. I love Godwin, too, this year. You love who? Godwin. Uh, yeah, I think, Yeah, he's going to have a big target share in Tampa Bay. I, it's just a really... Really good team. Another guy doesn't doesn't make a lot of moves, but doesn't have to. Also doesn't set his lineup. Also doesn't set his lineup. Yeah, Ridge or Rogers, you hear this. It's so goddamn annoying to look at a projected week-to-week and see zero. Mm-hmm. Just put your roster in. Put anybody in. We did open the league in, like, April. It's so That's, annoying. Especially when you're playing you're in week one. You can't be that busy. You're not. I thought it you're was. You're not that busy. Oh. Sorry, I keep, I keep interrupting you, Chad. Uh, I said, especially when you're playing in week one. I wish he put his lineup in so I could see how much I got dominated by. <laughs> Seriously. I know the projections that I, I just obsess over account for the yeah, optimal yeah, yeah. lineup. I don't care. I want to see it. I hate looking at empty, 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 empty. It is unfortunate. Put your guys in. God. Um, but that wraps up the uh, the power rankings. It was I only really went into the IDPs and special teams with Chad, but... <laughs> Longer episode, but a lot to go into when you take off three months. And next time we pod, hopefully is not in three months, will be a week or so after our draft. Eric will have the commissioner draft grades, which yep. he does every yep. year. We'll break down all the rounds, the best picks, the worst picks, draft grades, and that's really exciting. I mean, I mean, I think we kind of know how the first ten or picks are going to shake up, and then we kind of. So we'll see how we. Get, so last year, if it wasn't for the trade with Greg, we I think we would have nailed the entire first round. We did very well outside of Curtis Samuel. Well. Worked out for me because I got Kamara, and then Chad got Hunt. So are we comfortable with this? Um, this fourteen teams, and see what we see how we do on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. The next time you, wait. the next time you hear us, Saturday just make me so happy. Chad, keep going. The next time you hear us on the pod, we'll have rookies on our team. Let's go. Ah. Oh God, I'm not even gonna be able to look at Sam. I'm gonna be roster banning to just Yahoo. Oh, oh God. my God, it's gonna be so sick. I only have three. I hate that. I I need to get more in. Like I have ten, but I don't pick till the fourth round. After that, it's like such a long. I'm gonna get so wasted between those two picks. And make, just, like, trade me my waiver. Yeah, I might have to. No, not right now. <laughs> I just see who's there. What wa- right. what waiver number is it? One through ten. No, no, no. But what actual number? It's, um, it's on the sheet somewhere. Oh, actually, on the pick tracker, which deleted. You're kind of in the middle. Yeah. But it'll move up, and people will use it. I just like because I don't have to use mine, or I can use mine and have his move up. That's what I'll do. I think yours is actually higher. Than, actually, no, mine might be higher than yours. I didn't really use mine last year. What about Greg's nineteen third for the waiver. Do no, that. No. Do that right no, now. No, no, no. I, I want. No, I like. I like watching the score. For that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, and on that note, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. Um, Chad, you want to hit him with the uh, the social media? Yeah, uh, it doesn't get much use anymore because I just like things that are relevant to my fantasy team. But it's at Elite Dynasty Pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, your mom's house, uh, a lot of things. So go check that you're out. Wearing, you're going to be wearing the shirt to the draft again. I don't know. Are we going out immediately after? Like, am I not? Are we not changing? I mean, it'll be like 
like seven o'clock. We're definitely not going out immediately. Yet. I mean, it's not like you can't come. Like, you want to come back? Like, I live in the city, so we have the luxury yeah. of coming back to my apartment. Yeah, I might rock a jersey. Mm-hmm. I might rock Champ Bailey. Ooh, that's a good call. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Uh, I hope Josh wears the cup jersey I got him because I haven't seen it been broken out. That yellow one, the yellow Rams. Yeah, it's nice. Ooh. I'm gonna wear Treadwell under the suit. Maybe wear the Tay one. <laughs> and then we have so, Eric, you don't know, but you know your punishment. We didn't even talk I about do the know punishment. punishment. So, Eric will the punishment this year is we get to draft whoever the loser was at whatever outfit we want, and then he will go out with the team to all the bars. And whatever, and suffer the embarrassment of whatever we dress him in. Eric, you will not know what you're wearing until the time is there. Okay. Things have been ordered. Awesome. Um, so we're all very excited for that. <laughs> a few more things to get. But you will be in your suit for the draft, and then you will see your outfit for the night. And obviously no no racial slurs. No, or... no, no. We kept it, kept it clean. Good, good. You should get into all the bars. No problem. Love it. Love it. So, uh... Look forward to maybe we'll post some photos on the on the EDP Twitter. So reason to go to Twitter is to see what our commissioner in last place was wearing the night of the draft. So we we, we need to take a lot of videos because I'm gonna send it to Matthew Berry's fantasy show. Okay, there you go. Good. I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna be drinking since like 10 a.m. I'm gonna I'm not gonna remember. No, we're not what. gonna be. No, we gotta like. We I can't drink. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't be incoherent for the draft. I can't be. What? I can't be like drunk for the draft. Why? Because I want to make good picks. I feel like I'll go with my, my heart and my dick more than my brain. Well, you got to get, like, a little buzz. Oh, I'll like, definitely be drinking, but, like, I won't be, like, inebriated. After the first no, round. I, I, I'll do this. Well, I mean, after 10, I don't pick till 4. Yeah, you got a lot. And I already, like, I have who I have to take. So I can get pretty drunk. Yeah, you're good. But I'll probably wait till 10 in case, like, I get solicited for deals. You know, I'll always entertain deals. So... We'll see. Very, oh God, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I need it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition. Thank you all for listening, and we will uh, see you next week. See you later. Peace.